Welcome back to Rated Radio with your hosts, Rayburn Alexander and Shane Windham. Hello. Shane, what's going on in your world? Well, I finally got my movie room set up, so I've been making use of that projector I've had for years. Planted a pine tree, you know, just just living the dream. Named your house, apparently. And don't hate on the name. (laughs) What's up with you? Well, I just refinanced, and it cut my interest rate by about half. So there's that. Vehicle, home, what are we talking about? Home. Home. So if you're thinking of doing so, and you qualify, I say go for it. Bonus. My refinance did not require another appraisal to be done. Moral of the story, pay your bills on time, and good shit will happen. Country folks tuned into this already know that shit. Roll the intro. I just realized what your list was for the week. But hey, story time. Strap in for crime committing songs. Top 10 songs. Sorry. That? Make you want to do crime. That's what I've been calling it. Top 10 songs that make you want to do crime. Do crime. Do crime. Like fuck it or like commit crimes. Commit crimes, but I've been saying do crimes. I mean, fucking in some aspects is a crime. Yeah, depending on the type of fucking you're doing. Would you like to lead? Sure. First on my list is Sabotage by Beastie Boys. Perfect track to do all the crime to. Whether it's running from the popo or kicking in someone's door, this track will just about fit anywhere. <laughs> like something else I could think of right now. Ew. I was trying to make a dig joke. Because you had said it makes you, you could commit all the crimes to. Mm-hmm. And my brain immediately went to places like crimes you wouldn't ever want to commit. This is riveting. Can I just hear what your first <clears throat> selection is, please? My first pick is Shots to the Double Glock by Bone Thugs and Harmony. I just finished listening to East 1999 Eternal, the first time I ever experienced the cops knocking at my door for a crime I'd committed. That's why we're starting here. Basically, I was running around with some other neighborhood kids when we found a pretty rundown car sitting off a dirt road. We thought it had been abandoned, so we broke the windows out of it, did a bunch of damage to the body, flattened the tires, on and on. Turns out, it was a project car owned by the father of another friend of mine. You live and you learn. Oh, man, shame. Ugh. Worst thing, I was going to say, worst thing I've ever done was called the cops and not act, like called 911. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of those? I did it several times. Could you all not help yourselves? I remember being young and it happened a lot. Mm-hmm. I think all of the people that are your age in the family just liked getting on the phone and dialing 911. Maybe it was like an attention thing. I remember specifically one time we were at grandma's and I don't know if I've told this story before. But there was a phone in the back bedroom. I didn't think it was hooked up to anything. We were all playing. And one of your sisters was pretending like they were dying. So I picked up the phone, dialed 911 and said, please come quick. She's dying. And hung up the phone. And of course, they traced the call. Yeah. And I remember sitting in the living room looking at the Twister VHS (laughs) and then hearing that at the door. My dad opening up grandma's door. Cops are standing there. I could not have sunk any farther back into that chair because I knew exactly what was happening. It's a good story to have later in life, though. If you're going to call the cops, do it while you're young. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
If you're going to call the cops about something that's not real, do it mm -hmm. while you're young. Yeah. Or just don't do it at all. You know, that was always my philosophy. What's your next pick? Next for me is Fight the Power by Public Enemy. Oftentimes, standing up for what you believe in lands you some jail time. But no, while fighting the establishment, no good and powerful deed comes easy. And if it was, they'd call it vacation. Neighbors are fighting by Insane Clown Posse. As a teen, Corey and I used to make the younger kids who hung out at my childhood home battle each other in all kinds of crazy ways. That's part of what this song reminds me of. The other part is that time Corey and I went to war with some neighbor kids at his mom's place in Argyle. Uh, short of it is that the two kids next door decided it'd be cool to make fun of Corey's height while we were playing football. In the end, I shot one of them in the arm with a BB gun while he was on the trampoline later that day. I also got into it with my neighbor Brian once. When we were really young, uh, he gave me a gushing bloody nose via headbutt, then jetted home when I tried to keep fighting him, in spite of the blood just shooting everywhere. Good God, y'all had an aggressive childhood. Yeah, we were raw, real deal kids. Okay. The worst I did was I, I poked Katie in the back with a stick and then caught it on videotape. I just stood there. Katie was on the swing. I just stood there with that stupid ass stick just waiting for her to swing back. Yeah, Raver never goes to prison. You know she's innocent. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't do it. I didn't even have a stick that day. No, no. Next on my list is Been Caught Stealing by Jane's Addiction. I don't think I need to elaborate on why this track makes my list title says it all so it's not the worst you've done or it just makes you if we're not want to steal no don't incriminate yourself here i'm well past that hit a motherfucker by three six mafia nice took a field trip to the omni theater in middle school was like the only 3d theater that existed when i was that young my friend roy had been blasting this with me on the bus memorable because i didn't realize just how high that dude was until we got into the theater there was a first person helicopter ride through downtown dallas on the screen and he smooth lost his shit, screaming about how he was going to fall out of his seat. I wasn't high, but I remember being super nervous because a bunch of us had been drinking before school that day. So hearing this song always leaves me feeling guilty of having committed a crime. It amazes me that you've never been arrested. You've I'm, never I'm, been arrested. Nope. Okay. Nope. And I'm, I'm being pretty mild with my storytelling. What's your next pick? Pretty mild, my ass. In comparison to me. Your ass is pretty mild. Yeah. Mild sauce. Yeah, mild, mild. <laughs> what is it with your fixation with asses today? Oh, no. Okay. I need those three heinies. Okay. Four would be better. Four would be better. <laughs> next on my list. Where you at, baby? <laughs> next on my <laughs> list is False Alarm by The Weeknd. This song gives me major drug, theft, police chase, fever dreams, and I could not be happier to be along for the ride. Because of the video, I'm guessing? Video's perfect. I'll agree. I love that video. Sunday Morning by No Doubt. Doesn't sound like a crime song, right? Reminds me of being at Rockfest with my Aunt Misty's ex-boyfriend, Harold. People above us in the stands kept throwing open bottles of water. It was super hot, so it's kind of understandable, but it was pissing Harold off. And then someone threw a whole ash jug of water, completely unopened, and it flew right past his head. He jumped to his feet, told my little fat ass to be ready to kick some ass, right? <laughs> you were his fight wingman? Yes. Oh my God. And uh, on his way up through the stands, he ran into his cousin, and he immediately lost interest in fucking anyone up. I guess it's so I was all ready to go, you know? Mm -hmm. Big I'm Shane, sure you were. Big Shane was ready to go in that 100 plus degree heat that day, but nothing happened. 
your ass was probably happy that y'all were getting water thrown on you on a hot ass day. I was. Next on my list is Killing in the Name by Rage Against the Machine. This song was written about the unjust killing of Rodney King, whose death fueled riots and war on police officers. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. It did. I watched a really good, there's a new documentary series on Netflix. may not be new. I can't remember what it's called, so I don't know why I'm talking about it. Why are you even telling this story? I think it's Trial by Media, something like that. Uh, Executive producer is uh, the sexiest man on the planet. What's his name? George Clooney. That He has not been the sexiest man on the planet in a while. But he is. (laughs) He is? I want to age like George Clooney. We all want to age like George Clooney. That would be perfection. Okay. But one of, you know. one of the episodes on that is with regard to the Diallo story, Amadou Diallo, mm-hmm. 41 bullets shot at him by nope. undercover police officer. Yeah. Okay. No. No, I didn't know that. I love the song by Wyclef, so it, it just really okay. appealed to me. I don't know why I'm rambling. Cold by Static X. Throwback to the worst speeding ticket I ever got. My cousin Josh had just been dumped by his girlfriend. He got off the phone with her, shouting about how he was going to kill himself. Then he got into his vehicle and sped off. After arguing with Corey about trying to keep Josh from doing anything stupid, I tore off in my vehicle alone, trying to catch him. Got pulled over doing 108 in a 60. Uh, This song was on when I saw those flashing lights behind me. Josh was fine. (sighs) Could have killed somebody, Shane. Nah. What threw me off is I knew there had been a little bit of time passed between us, but he didn't get pulled over by anybody, which means he had to be having this big emotional fit. And when he got into his vehicle, he just did the speed limit down to our Aunt Diane's house. Mm. So (laughs) I'm all worried about him and get pulled over. And I think the only reason I didn't go to jail was because I explained to the police officer, like, my cousin's threatening to kill himself. He's right down the road. You can follow me if you want to. No, I say no cop wants to be a dick. That You got a ticket, obviously. Yes, I did. How much was the ticket? Do you remember? No, it was a lot of money, though. Okay. Yeah, nobody wants to be a, a dick that holds up a situation like that. But in a lot of cases, people lie. I think here you can be arrested if you're going more than 30 over in certain situations. I don't remember what it is. Or you can lose your license or something. I just... Yeah. Joel had police officer friends mm. back then that used to come to the parties. And when he would tell them about this, they'd all be like, you walked away that day? What the fuck was supposed to happen? Cop was supposed to beat the shit out of me? I'm not Rodney King. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's a good thing they let you walk away and you just got a ticket. So could have gotten your car impounded, your license taken away. and I anyway. flashed him a nipple and we were fine. The cop. That's why he wrote you the ticket, Shane. Man, come on now. <laughs> so I should stop flashing my nipples at police officers. I mean, that would that would lead to better outcomes. I Are mean, we done with the first half of our list? No, because that's a crime within itself, Shane. So you have one more pick? No. I'm good. Let's oh, move on. Oh, okay. I'm okay. just I'm just dicking around. So these are your favorite kind of weeks I know that we do on the show at random, random draws, but country. Yeah. Happy to be here. I'm literally drinking because of the situation. When you agreed to do this podcast with me, did you have any idea that we would be listening to this much country? Yes, I did. did. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I've known you long enough to know what you would be throwing in the jar. And I knew our listeners were avid country listeners. So I didn't go into it with any um, malicious intent against any, any country artists. I knew there'd be some. I just didn't count on the listeners providing what they have. You never know who's going to interact. And I know people who listen to all kinds of things. But Mm -hmm. for some reason, a lot of the metal folks don't throw their weight into the jar. It's the country fans. And we're here for you. So this week, we are going to start out with... Morgan Wallen. Yeah. Why don't you lead this train? Okay. First album that we covered by Morgan Wallen, which I had been calling him Morgan Whalen all week, is If I Know Me from 2018. This is my bottom album. 
Agreed. I gave it one five out of 14 tracks. Four. My top track was Talkin' Tennessee. Not good at not. And my bottom track was Redneck Love Song. If I ever get you back. This album for me was Bro Country. And I know we throw that around quite a bit. This was Bro Country. Drinking, partying, and ass. Let me say that again. What's your obsession with ass today, Raven? I don't know. We've been talking about it so much. This was kind of bland. I didn't hate it, but kind of bland. It's what you typically expect when you're getting into the country of 2018. A catchy sound and a capably smoky voice, but almost every song is drawn down from my winner status by cliched lyrical themes. The sound here is ready for the big leagues, but most of the lyrics are equivalent to that person you know who still talks about high school days being the best days of their life. And it's still got four or fives from me. I think it would appeal to quite a few people, especially if you're already big into country. Yeah. And you can half stand current country. Mm -hmm. I think you'll like this a lot. The next album that we covered by Morgan Wallen was Dangerous, the double album from 2021. Before we continue, and I say obviously where this fell in my ranking, because Dangerous was a double album, we are only covering two albums. Well, it's his only other major release at this point. So. Yeah, but the the number of tracks is equivalent to three, three albums. albums. Yeah. So this was my top album. Hey, it was my top <laughs> yeah. album too. How about that? I gave it six fives out of 30 tracks. 21. Wow. Yeah. Okay. My top track was Cover Me Up. So I chose one for each disc, okay? Okay. So toss up between Wondering About the Wind and Me on Whiskey. My bottom track was... 865. Uh, Shane, you will like this. That song reminds me of the counting Asian guy that you love so much. Oh, uh, I can kind of see it, but I like that song. You also like the counting I, Asian I do. Guy. I do. But I take this one a lot more seriously. If that like 8675309 song just annoys the shit out of you and you want a good phone number song okay. that's a love song, I think that one plays. Okay. My bottom track was the title track. Dangerous. All right. Still bro country for me, but a little less goofy. This is more romantic and very summer feeling. The playableness of this double album is about 10 times better than the the first album that we covered. Yep. Let's uh, talk about these discs individually. Okay, let's do that. (laughs) You you Take it away, Shane. The first disc uh, from the double album is a near flawless masterpiece. And the second's above average as well, succumbing to the pitfalls of the previous album, but usually with greater listening appeal. Think the male equivalent of Taylor Swift's hook sensibilities, and you'll know what to expect. This is one of the best voices to be found in the current country scene. Some of this was so good that I found myself fiving songs with religious themes, some that mentioned rednecks, and even one about a damn truck. Don't let those admissions keep you away. This is phenomenal and about as close as you can get now to good Keith Whitley type drinking tunes. Ah, there it is. Yep. Okay, so a couple notes that I want to make before moving on about Morgan Wallen. He's a big Eric Church fan. Surprise, surprise that they would go head to head with each other. He got a start on The Voice. He originally chose Usher's team and then changed to Adam Levine. Uh, He originally sang pop music 
but then found out his voice was better suited for country. He went to the same high school as Kenny Chesney, so another big country name. He rocks a mullet in order to honor his dad, and he's a big sports nut. The mullet, I'm glad someone explained that to me. (laughs) I really am, because I wondered. Uh, Worth pointing out that Eric Church took part in writing the very last song we listened to on the double album, which also got a five for me. It was Mm -hmm. quitting time. I think that's right. The music makes me feel like I'm buzzed in a pool. I would even... I'd lean more toward buzzed and sad in a pool, but you're in a pool, so it's nice. Well, just wait. Just wait till you come over swimming in my pool. You just might be buzzed and sad. You got a bigger pool now, right? Not just the little floaty thing that the little kids were in that one day. No, I have this. I have a 16, a 16 foot pool. Yes, we all can swim comfortably in in my pool. And I just put chlorine in in it. So I've been saying you should come on out. So I well, yeah, we'll see. Anyway, anything else you want to say about Morgan Wallen? I was surprised. I was too. I did not expect that double album to... I mean, I didn't give it a lot of fives, but that has nothing... That says nothing about the playability of that album. The first one left me thinking, okay, well, I know what to expect. It's going to remind me of like Blake Shelton, Mm -hmm. but I like this guy's voice a lot more. He also had a duet on the double album with your man Chris Stapleton Mr. Stapleton Yes he does which and I'm I'm going to go a little hard here and say that I like Morgan Wallen's voice better on that track than I do Stapleton. I love listening to this dude's voice. So when I got to the second album and so much of it had been tuned and mm-hmm. tightened, mm-hmm. it was... It's almost as if that first album was, hey, I've never done country before. Let's follow the guidelines of what it is to make a country album in 2018. And that second double album, he came into his own a little bit more was feeling a little bit more free to add his own twist, his own voice, a little bit more self-expression there. So that's one of the reasons why that album set itself apart, because it gave him more of an identity for me. And it is love songs and drinking songs. Mm -hmm. So don't come to it expecting something other than, you know, pop hooks Mm -hmm. and country sound. Uh, That's exactly what you get. It's beautifully produced, but you're not going to get something like Sturgill Simpson. It's not the same experience, but it is very good. Yeah. Anyway, let's take a break. Yeah. Shane, would you like to hit us with a plug or recommendation? Sure. Song recommendation is Suffer in Peace by Tyler Farr. I've mentioned it before, but I want to officially recommend it. I figured this made sense as we're already talking about country. This track is salve for that broken parts of our hearts, or maybe it's just me. Either way, I find myself listening to this track a lot and thought some of you out there might enjoy it as well. All right, have to check that one out. I don't have a plug. I don't have a recommendation, but I do have an announcement for the listeners. Since this episode will be released two days before Rated Radio's first anniversary, we wanted to thank all of our listeners by offering them another chance to win one of our items in our merch store. All you have to do is follow and share the Rated Radio Facebook page, and you will be entered in to pick a Rated Radio item of your choosing. You heard that right. You're choosing. Just a small token of gratitude to our listeners for all they've given us over the past year. Thank you all again for making our melody 
truly unforgettable. And we are supposed to have some quote shirts coming up eventually, but I've been really busy, so I've not delivered on my end of that. <laughs> but you have been working on some new designs. Are they up in the shop yet? They are up in the shop. I I didn't say much when you showed me that stuff, but I have shown probably five people in the last week because I'm very impressed with how good some of that looks. Aww. So big props there. Thanks. But yeah. my plug, right? <laughs> just Your plug. I'm just going to scoot past it. This is just like a masturbatory, oh, share some compliments. Nobody's listening that yeah. cares, right? Yeah, nobody, nobody cares, Shane. My plug is Sudoku puzzles. I was surprised recently to find out that there are still a ton of people who've never even tried a Sudoku puzzle. Shame. I mean... What? This is the holy grail of interesting puzzle activities. <laughs> Hook it up. It's funny because last time we were together, we talked about Sudoku puzzles and we both like them. Anyway. They're wonderful. Start out on easy. And if, if that's too easy for you, just increase the difficulty. But can we talk about how more people need to occupy their time with grandma-esque things like Sudoku puzzles or fucking puzzle puzzles? For a few years, I, I kind of fell out of it. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, well, I'm making much better use of my time. But what I found was that actually going back to those things that slowed me down, not looking at a screen, mm -hmm. physical puzzles, Sudoku puzzles, reading, mm -hmm. that really cleared the highways of my mind and let me do more of what I love, made me more productive with my time. Yeah, and I cannot tell you how thankful I am that we've made doing puzzles together like a thing. Like, we'll take cabin trips as a family, and usually Shane or I will bring a kind of outdoorsy, cabin-esque, most of the time themed puzzle for the whole family to do. And it really makes us, you know, sit down and, and spend that time with each other, not in front of a screen or feeling the awkwardness of filling up a conversation. So I say that. Because I wanted to tell you, I just bought a puzzle for our next cabin trip. Well, please tell me it's not firefighters without shirts on. It's not firefighters okay. without shirts on. Good. It's police officers without shirts on. Okay. Because I didn't want anyone doubling up on the puzzles that I had laying in wait for the next trip. Oh. I'm also thinking about buying them male stag cards to play poker with. Oh, I figure my maybe it God. will encourage them to play poker. I don't need... To hear conversations from our mothers about <laughs> dudes' dongs, please. Just football player butts. That's what it should be. <laughs> is there a deck of cards that's just football player asses and you got to guess who it is? I have. Do we have time for me to Google that? I think we should be making money in football cards right now. I think you're right. Anyway, what Eric Church, here we come. I apologize. I kind of unceremoniously cut you off. Was there something you wanted to say there? Nope. There's nothing of interest I ever have to say about anything, Shane. Eric Church. Uh, a, little, a little harsh, but no, okay. Eric okay. Church. Since I'm driving this, let's get it going. First album that we covered was Chief from 2011. This was my bottom album. Agreed. I gave it two fives out of 11 tracks. Three. My top track was Springsteen. Same. And my bottom track was Country Music Jesus. See, I debated on that one, but Like Jesus Does was worse for me for some reason. I don't know. I, I think I, I, I was having more fun mm -hmm. with the Country Music Jesus. And I should say here that none of this got super low ratings or anything. It just Country Music Jesus for me just took my mind someplace that I didn't want to go. <laughs> and I'm picturing, this is blasphemous, but I'm picturing Jesus and 
assless chaps and a bolo tie. It's not really something that you want to think about. Not something you should. But But you went there. But I went there. This is bro country for me. Fun but still offers a layer of 2000s country cheese. Enjoy the vocals when they're the focus. And we get it. You're a party boy that loves Jesus and assless chaps. And to be fair, the country music Jesus, I think, was supposed to be something in the way of an analogy to like the savior of country music. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But why would you think so highly of yourself? Why would anybody think so highly of themselves that way? I don't know that he does, right? Is he? Maybe I just wasn't paying enough attention. Maybe I need I to go back and listen to the perception yeah. a little bit better. Maybe he was calling himself out like, country really needs a savior because y'all paying money for my shit right now. Oh my God. I did enjoy quite a bit of this. I I didn't dislike it either. But I'm beginning to recognize that I don't care for most fun country. It just strikes me as too mindless and cheesy. And while I think the melody work on this album is quite stupendous, I'm struggling to not be annoyed by the tonality of Church's voice. Personal preference, yes, but I don't think most non-country people will like this much. Shane likes country pain. I really do. He likes the heartbreak. He likes he likes it all. I like music that makes me sad. Is that weird that it makes me happy to listen to sad music? No, because we're not here about judgment. It's cathartic. I think you're you're in touch with your emotional side more so than others. Does that make sense? Yeah. Maybe maybe what it is is when you're happy in life. You know, you just need to listen to some sad music just so you've got that counterbalance. I think you use it as your anchor. That's a possibility, Keep too. you grounded a little bit. Anyway, enough about what <laughs> I think. Your sadness yeah. and your, men- your mental health. This is not a show about Shane's mental health. Next album that we covered was The Outsiders from 2014. This was my middle album. Agreed. I gave it four fives out of 12 tracks. Three. My top track was Gimme Back My Hometown. Dark Side. Before I move on... My top track reminded me a lot of This Is Me from The Greatest Showman. I don't know if you've seen it. I have. Okay. It's a, it's a fabulous movie. Okay. If you ever get curious, go back and listen to that song. You'll hear it a little bit. I don't know if it's like the, the build up. Okay. Anyway, my bottom track was Devil Devil. Prelu- uh, what did I? Agree. Okay. Yeah. Let go, me f- go ahead. I got to finish the title. Devil Devil, Prelude Princess of Darkness. Now, worth pointing out before we even move on from here is that that particular song that we just mentioned as a bottom track may appeal to people who really like experimental music. Mm -hmm. It took a lot of chances, and it had, I think, multiple songs rolled into one Mm -hmm. package. And so hats off for trying. I just didn't like it. Yeah, one of my notes for the album was experiments more with sounds here. And I think Devil Devil, Prelude Princess of Darkness, is a prime example of that. Uh, A little more goofy but still emotional. There's less singing going on and more talk singing. Majority of the album is reminiscent of wanting or getting fucked up at a party to get over an ex. The lyrics are very on the surface for me. And yeah, experimental, especially thus far from Eric Church. This disc was a bit mellower and took a few risks musically, which were welcome, but it still failed to connect for the same reasons mentioned on the last album. Again, some of this music is way more interesting than I would have expected. The vocal presence is also a step up here. Lyrics just lose me a lot of the time. Because it's on the surface. And you like that deep shit. Yeah. Next album that we covered was Desperate Man from 2018. This is my top album. Same. I gave it four fives out of 11 tracks. Nine. My top track was Solid. Some of it. And my bottom track was The Snake. Desperate Man. 
Hold on. So I loved the music from the snake. Loved it. Hated the talk singing. I loved it, period. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't get down with the talk <laughs> singing. That might change. I loved the music, though. I had such high hopes for that song. And then the vocals started coming in. And I was like, ah, oh, they could have done so much more with the song. Anyway, I liked the instrumentals more so than the vocals at times. The vocals were lacking something like I stated in The Snake. 50s to 70s instrumental inspired. This ranged from 60s, I don't even know what you call it, like pop to the funk of 70s. Like it was a, it was a mismet, mishmash. This album was sexier. There was so much more going on. And this contribution was the most experimental for me. I love having my expectations exceeded. And that's exactly what happened here. The routine talk of religiosity is a bummer. Otherwise, this is one stupidly good CD. The music is so southern and bluesy that it reminds me of Sturgill Simpson. Church's voice still isn't my favorite, but it's really listenable here. The experimentation lands, the effort feels unique, and I think it has broad appeal. Weaker songs be damned. Can't stress enough how unexpectedly good this album was. I mean, the the absolute epitome of dialing it in. Mm -hmm. Clearly, the last CDs we've talked about for both of these artists, if you've missed them so far, you have missed something. Yeah. If you are a fan of rock, you like blues, you like funk, I would recommend Desperate Man in a big way. Yeah. And if you like the pop side of country, but you want drinking heartbreaker songs, go for Morgan Wallen's Dangerous Disc 1. You hear that, Toby? Desperate Man by Eric Church. Because I know you love some Sturgill. You're going to love it. A couple things I want to say about Mr. Eric Church. Similar sounding artists for me include Luke Bryan, Blake Shelton, and Jason Aldean. Uh, he helped Taylor Swift get her big break. You listening, Shane? When he was fired from Rascal Flatts tour. What the fuck was that? Like, I'm not sitting right here. You listening, Shane? Just just when you listen back, I want to make sure you're listening. Uh, he handpicked Taylor to replace him for that tour. And as a thank you, she sent him her first gold record. So Every time gold records have been mentioned today, by the way, I'm just thinking about Christopher Walken, you know? <laughs> Are you I talking put my, about I put my the... pants on one leg at a time. The difference is that once my pants are on, I make gold records. Oh, you're talking about the SNL skit? Yes. The cowbell skit? You say Christopher Walken and all I can think of is Foo Fighters. Anyway. Uh... Which, by the way, was a lot funnier when Dave Grohl told the story than it was watching the actual introduction yeah. of them. Yeah, I agree. Because I went back and I looked it up and it's just his interpretation of it is just so much better. Very you. It sounds, sounds just like you, too. You sound just like him whenever you tell it. Foo Fighters. Like you sound <laughs> really? just like Dave Grohl in that interview. <laughs> nice. Well, I, I might have listened to that or watched that video of him telling the story more times than I care to tell. Rabbit hole much. What's, yep. what's up? Eric Church is often referred to as a modern day Willie Nelson because of his love of the cannabis. Uh, he also carries... You thought, okay, you thought you were petty or you thought you held a grudge. I'm just saying. Anybody, if you think you hold a grudge, Eric Church has you beat. He carries a list of people that stood in his way to remind him the man holds some serious grudges. <laughs> I thought you were talking to me for a second. I'm like, I'm the king of not holding no. grudges. What the fuck are you tripping on? Anybody that thinks that they hold a little too many grudges or, or they're too petty, just remember Eric Church carries that list with him. Worth mentioning, he writes his music. The riff in Hippie Radio... Sounds like Toby Keith's Huckleberry. Now, given this isn't one of those instances where I mind that, 
I really like both songs a lot. Mm -hmm. The music makes me feel like I still live in the country. The guitar work was always impressive, floats comfortably between rhythm and lead guitar, and as most actual guitarists will tell you, that's kind of the sign of a genuinely good guitarist and songwriter. It's really weird in a lot of music to hear rhythm and lead separated so often, which I get why you do it, but to actually hear it combined under one umbrella here with Eric Church was really, really nice. True singer, songwriter, guitarist. It was it was really, really a nice change of pace this week. Well, we, we know you love a good songwriter, singer-songwriter combo. I do. So I kind of have an idea of who took it for you this week, but who took it for you this week, Shane? Morgan Wallen did. Ah, uh, that's what I figured. That double album got you, huh? Yeah. And Eric Church took it for me. That's so. kind of surprising. So there we go. I will say uh, Winners, Losers Be Damned this week. Again, the Desperate Man album by Eric Church and then the Dangerous album by Morgan Wallen. Mm -hmm. Regardless of what I thought of some of the other music that we listened to, I am very glad that I got to experience those CDs. Yeah. That's why we do this show mm -hmm. in my mind. If you can pinpoint really fantastic CDs you've never heard before. And I got it out of both artists this week, so there's not really a loser in my mind. Yeah, this was not a not a loser week, and I kind of was. I'm not. I'm going to be honest. I kind of was dreading it a little this week. Same. Anytime we experience any new country, especially some newer country, I'm always a little hesitant. I shouldn't be that way. Well, country is a. It's like comfort food. When you order some sort of comfort food, you're ordering things that have comforted you in the past. That's mm -hmm. the whole point. So when you turn to country, you're turning to things that you know and love. Yeah. So taking the new stuff in is, I will admit, more difficult with country than it is with other types of music. Yeah, and when you find a potato salad that you really, really like, it just ruins all other potato salads for you. Did you find a good potato salad recently? No, I'm just comparing comfort food, southern comfort oh, okay. food. When you've had your mamaw's potato salad and then you taste somebody else's potato salad and it's not as good, kind of takes the wind out of your sails a little bit. I always think chicken fried steak or biscuits and gravy. Who the hell is making chicken fried steak for you? Uh, the restaurants that I like to oh. go to from time to time. Oh, I thought we were talking about family, family I'd comfort share, food. but most of them are local, so no, mm, nobody's, no, no. you know, anywhere in the world is going to be able to try it. All right. Well, enough about comfort food. We just ate and you're kind of starting to make me sick. Are you ready to move on to the second half of our list? Thank you. I love when people tell me I'm making them sick. You're making sick. me sick. And the way you said it, it's like sick. <laughs> so more music? Yeah, that's more Why don't music. You do? Next on my list is Fuck the Police by NWA. Speaking of police officers, it is a crime within itself that due to corruption and unlawful actions, a lot of great cops are pushed to the wayside. And to those bad cops that have no intention of protecting and serving, listen to this song. Yeah, you, you showed up with a, with a soapbox this week, and I like it. I, I did, I did. Redbone. By Childish Gambino. My friend Codes told me this one makes him think of me for some reason. So it is that hearing it takes me back to the time we spent under the same roof. He wasn't around straight away for this one, but there was a night when our friend Thomas pulled a knife on everyone in the apartment for not getting him high. Nice. I was called out of my room into the scene. Was honestly more afraid of Code's future brother-in-law looking ready to murder Thomas than I ever was of that knife, but convinced Thomas to go see another buddy of ours who was holding. Uh, said buddy beat the shit out of Thomas, and Big T came back to our apartment with a gun and his convict cousins looking for revenge. 
This sounds like I'm making shit up. I swear to you, I'm not making anything up. This happened. And sadly, this wasn't all the convincing I needed before I'd get away from the notion of earning money with drugs. But that's enough storytelling for now. Thomas sounds like an asshole. Thomas was a very fun person to be around for a long time. And I think his heart was always in a really good place. He just got on track with a wrong drug at some point, and it uh, did some things to him for a while. Ah, uh, okay. So I still, I snap Thomas every other day most of the time at this point. I've been to his house and stuff. Sorry, we're, Thomas. We're, we're, on, we're on terms. Okay. There are a lot of people like that in my life. People don't, don't like that I still will associate with. And Corey's even worse than I am. Somebody burns his bridges and he's like, oh, I'll build you a new one, motherfucker. <laughs> Come on back. See what's going on. Try to stab me again. I think the moral of your story is... Choke me out on a beanbag. I'm good. Drugs are bad, okay? Yeah. So maybe be a little careful. Next on my list... Good drugs are good. Good but... Good drugs are good, but bad drugs are bad. Like, you don't you don't tip your toe in those waters. We sound like drunks talking to kids. Look here, kids. <laughs> drugs the good, are bad. Good drugs is good, but the bad drugs is bad. Okay? You just... You, you don't all do All right, it. Bill Cosby. Calm down. <laughs> okay, I'm not I'm not going down the Bill Cosby rabbit hole, especially right now. Uh, next on my list. I've never Cosbyed anybody, so I take offense at that. Well, allegedly. 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 Saying that because he just got out of jail. He did. Sweetheart deal. Next on my list is American Idiot by Green Day. Whoa, boy. Was this song a major fuck you to the Bush administration and all it stood for? And in places, some considered it terrorist propaganda. Interesting. I would never have thought that, but... It literally says, I was nervous because I posted that picture of you and I on 4th of July, and I did it to American Idiot, and I cut the song right before it says, the subliminal mind fuck America, because I did not want to piss anybody off. I see. Mm -hmm. How propagandized are we that you can't even take some, some small little freedom of speech lyrics and... I don't understand. Freedom means always say good things, right? Yeah. Is that... It does now. It does now. What's next on your list before we get ourselves in trouble? Shadow Man by Kay's Choice. Someone once tried raping another someone who means a great deal to me, and I saw red inside for a long time after finding out, before ultimately deciding the attempted rapist wasn't worth my going to prison. Years later, though, I found myself in a position of giving that person a ride home. This was on the radio, and I don't think I said a word on that entire three-mile drive. He got out of my car without pressing me for conversation, and I think somewhere in the back of his head he must have known how close he'd just come to his final ride. And I still wonder if I did the right thing whenever I hear this one. You know, you joke all the time about Big Shane, but that took a real Big Shane. So you're definitely the bigger person for being good. Anyway. Next song. <laughs> I try to give him a compliment. He just gets so uncomfortable. Tell me more about fuck the Bush administration. <laughs> I won't hear. Next is Paper Planes by MIA. Bang, bang. We are on the run. If you need me, I'll be in Mexico or Mexico. Don't know what I mean. Give this song a listen. You were on one with that pick, huh? Yeah. You tied one off. and was... Go to hell, Shane. <laughs> I'm hearing the clash now. <laughs> Go straight to hell, which fitting because that was MIA, right? Mm-hmm. She's British. I mean, she sampled straight to hell. I don't know. Not in that song. The, yeah. In that song? What the fuck song was your recommendation? Paper Planes. Yeah. That's the one, isn't it? That was also sampled in Swagger Like Us. Yes. Yeah. Really? The, the sampled melody is Straight to Hell by The Clash from I Combat Rock. I didn't know Rock. that. Lord Learn child. something new every day. Shut Lord. up, old man. 
Let me tell you back in my days. I have no problem hitting the elderly, Shane. Oh, God. It takes me a while to hit the old man voice. Look here, youngin'. Tell you what. I'm st- I'm stopping. Yeah, you do that. Did it take the wind out of you? <sighs> yeah, I'm fucking winded. <laughs> Rise, Rebel, Resist by Otep. I'm pretty hard to rile, but I once had a supervisor who rubbed me in the absolute worst way. She made everything difficult on purpose. She never built someone on the team up without putting someone else down. She unloaded her responsibilities onto the rest of us. Stuff like that. I used to listen to this song after having to deal with her because it was pretty much the only thing that helped calm me down, giving my frustration something in the way of an outlet. Her cruelty made me want to be cruel in return. What I ultimately landed on, though, was slowly exposing her behavior, letting her dig her own grave, and believe me when I tell you that's exactly what she did. A lesson here, folks, is your success will be short-lived if you think being a boss is all about having a chokehold on the employees you manage. God, those supervisors, bosses, managers, whatever, those are the worst. The absolute worst. Those types, not just supervisors in general. No, 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 no. I have a great supervisor. No, those types of supervisors that only live to piggyback off of their workers and treat their employees as expendable. Yeah. You know, I mean, I'm all for, you know, it's not personal, it's just business. But when a supervisor goes out of their way to take credit for something that you did or just, oh, oh. Yeah, and I think some people are just used to it. And I... Having had lots of great bosses, Mm -hmm. this one just really fucking threw me. Like, I don't... There are very few things that made me as angry in life as dealing with her did, and... I don't, it was, it was bad. Well, I'm, I'm new to this being treated with fairness and, (laughs) and, uh, I can say, yeah, for those people that don't know how good a a boss can be, yeah, there's better out there. What for your nephew kill? It's Ball with the Ball. Stupidest name ever. Bind a bind booger? (laughs) Ball with the Ball by Kid Rock. Fast driving, wife beater wearing, search for my next score and 90 degree weather. (laughs) I thought you were just going to leave it a wife beater. No. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna listen to that the minute you leave. Yeah. <laughs> Watch me. Shut up, Shane. Oh, Doing she... all that in 90 degree weather. I have the sneaking suspicion Rock relates to this one quite a bit, or at least he used to. That's a good jam. It is. Stress Relief by Tech Nine. For this entry, suffice it to say that I got super upset at a public event when some asshole wouldn't stop giving one of my loved ones a hard time. The dude decided to start talking shit to me too while on his way to the restroom as I was in line getting some refreshments. I followed him into the bathroom and he immediately ran his scared ass to security who harshly explained to him that the best way for him to avoid a beating was to shut his loud ass mouth. Nice. It was such a redeeming moment. I felt great. For security backing you, you up, You think kinda. like you're going to get kicked out? And I was like, I didn't even do anything to this dude. They're like, sir, sir, you know what you did. How old were you, if you don't mind me asking? <laughs> you're not going to pinpoint this. Oh, dang it. <laughs> dang I was, it. I was vague on purpose. Okay. My last pick for top 10 songs that make you want to do crime, as I'm calling it, is Another Brick in the Wall, part two by Pink Floyd. Another Fuck Your Authority song. This time, provided to us by the genius that is Floyd. This shit, that song right there makes me think of like AFI's Miss Murder. Mm -hmm. Certain groups that are really known for certain songs. Mm -hmm. And it always feels like a travesty to me. Like there's, 
so many better other, songs other songs yeah should have landed like i i get why this was popular mm-hmm. i like the song i'm sure i'd give it a five i don't know we haven't gotten there yet no but... we haven't it's amazing that we haven't yeah covered nobody, floyd yet nobody even wants to listen to pink floyd week it'd be like i gave everything fives well i'm <laughs> not surpri- really i'm but... surprised we're not going to be listening to it coming up yeah it is a little surprising huh yeah a little surprising more on that momentarily My last pick is I Ain't Going Back Again by King810. This song keeps me reminded that I'm capable of committing crimes for preservation of the things I hold dear. I come from the bottom, and I tired of that abundance of struggle a long time ago. Our economic system necessitates crime in the vast amount of scenarios. I'm speaking for the silent majority, yes. So let the crooks at the top continue making it hell for the masses beneath them. Let them keep squeezing if that's the way they want to play it. I ain't going back again. There it is, folks. Shane, are you ready to draw for next week? We ain't drawing. Oh, wait. We're not drawing, because why? Because a past guest is coming back on. Are we alluding to who that guest is? To Mr. Eric Sprayberry, yes. (gasps) My father, everyone. And he wants to cover... Van Halen. Who I have paired against... Kiss. So yeah, tune in next week. That's really all there is to say on that front. Well, that's going to do it for this week. Hit up our playlist to hear all the songs we talk about. Get our full ratings, t-shirts, and bonus episodes at teespring.com slash rated radio. Remember, there are lots of new designs in the store, so feel free to check them out. Pick your favorite and buy that shit. Guide what we listen to by suggesting new artists for our jam jar. You can even send us voice messages on Facebook for a shot at being on the show. Your support really is what makes or breaks us, so thank you for listening and sharing. Until next time, fill your world with music. And give country music a chance. 